Hi friends, welcome to the podcast. This is a Planescape Torment episode of Locathor's audio-only Let's Plays. Um, I told you in the last Planescape Torment intro that this is the fourth intro in a row that I'm having to record, and I'm just not thinking of any, like, current event-y type stuff to mention at the start of the cast. Um, and that's true. But then I said that I don't have any idea how I should possibly introduce a podcast and, like, that, you know, watch out for this episode here because it'd be even worse than the last one. And that's true also. So, um, here's the cast. You have rested for one day and eight hours. All right. Save. Oh, hey, some more thugs. Good. Good. Just what we needed. One of them runs. Kirok sings true. I do love it when Kirok sings true. All right. We can go over here. And, oh, hey, some people that don't immediately try to murder us. Ah, this is Bish. As you enter the room, a large, heavyset man gets up from his chair and approaches you. Lo there, name's Bish. Who might you be? Mm, I have no name. What do you mean you don't have a name? You just come back from stick swimming, you clueless sod? You notice Bish slowly moving his hand toward his weapon. Or you just not telling me, hiding something, methinks? Uh, I've got nothing to hide, and I don't want to cause any trouble. I just want to pass through. Bish frowns at you. All right, you can go on. As you start to make your way past Bish, she leans over and quietly warns you. But you know this, Burke. You go causing trouble down here. I go crushing your skull if I see you again. In Farewell. the teachings of Zerthamon, I have become stronger. Oh my gosh, now Dakon's level up. So he leveled up a wizard level this time. So he gets more spell slots, and he gets two hit points gained and one hit point gained from Khan. His wizards don't get many hit points. So so his wizard level ups give low amounts of hit points. Um, let's check on his wizards, his mage spell book. We can put more reign of anger slots in. Power of one. Oh, that's the strength spell. Uh, Ice knife. Uh, we're just gonna put one number one spells. Mostly, rain, it's rain of anger that we want. Um, it's it's like magic missile, but an extra plus one damage, so it's um three to six damage per missile. Uh, missiles at odd levels, and he's level four, so he's gonna get two missiles. All right, friends. Now I know I kept saying things like. Uh, that I didn't want to murder everyone I saw. But now that I know who Bish is, and we have successfully gained some experience from talking to Bish, we're going to go fight these violent villagers. And, uh... Yeah. And we're going to... Oh, that's a tiefling. There's a collector. I, uh... I wonder how many of these people know me. It's like I've been brought 
down to the mortuary a lot of times, right? I wonder how many of these people have, like, personally taken my body to the mortuary, and then I get up, like, years later, and I just walk back, and I come in and stab them in the face. What, what a weird thing to have happen to you. Your job is to carry corpses to the corpse disposal facility, and then one day, one day you're killed by that very corpse. Hmm. Oh, there's a secret cranium rat room. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight the secret cranium rat. I'm gone. I think it's down here. Oh no, it's the upper portion. It's where we fought those people that I just talked about who, like, oh, I wonder if any of them have, uh... You just gotta walk close enough to the doorway. There we go. Whoa! There's a lot of little cranium rats in here, and they're casting Ice Knife. So, cranium rats are like individual rats, except they can cast spells at you when there's enough of them. And right now, there's like... Uh, there's like 10 of them when we enter the room. Each of our hits kills one rat, so we're quickly preventing them from casting any spells at us. There we go. Those rats were 65 experience each. Alright, let's see. Woo, we got a bunch of little tails. There's some sort of bounty on cranium rat tails I think I've heard about. There's like a Office of Vermin Control on the map. That sounds right. I think I sold the rat tails that I had before. Um, ooh, we got some copper, a sadistic frame, a club of nettles, two clot charms, and a scroll of magic missile. <laughs> well, Dakon could learn Magic Missile. Uh, this has a range of 10 feet plus 30 feet per level, and his Reign of Anger spell has a range of 40 feet plus 5 feet per level. So Magic Missile is longer range, but uh, Reign of Anger is higher damage. Let's see. Club of Nettles is a plus 2 club. Causes confusion. Hmm... Well, this is cool. I mean, we're going to sell it for sure, because it's a neato magic weapon, but that's cool. Let's see. Bronze bracelet. Copper thingies. These all go on the cell pile. Uh, sadistic frame invokes a pain mirror spell, and then anyone that attacks the user feels the pain as well. So it's a, like damage reflection or something. Uh, we're just going to sell it. It's, uh, basically a weird scroll. You can just sell that. Wait. Usable only by thieves. The Club of Nettles is usable only by thieves? Hmm. Okay. I didn't... I never thought of thieves as being, a, like, a club using glass, but sure. Be sure to drink some jello. Let's see. Twitch says I've been recording for two and a half hours.
Now, when I cut silences, I'm sure this is going to come down, but that's still a good amount of recording time. Let's see. Okay, so there's some village thugs. Um. Okay. So now we're in what's called the Buried Village. Oh. Marta the Seamstress's house. Let's talk to Marta. All right. Ooh, there's a lot of... Let's see, this tub is filled with a mess of rotting body parts. They all look picked clean. This is a pile of foul-smelling body parts. Arms, legs, torsos, even the occasional head. They all look picked clean. So there's some barrels. The barrels appear to have nothing. Oh, there's a needle and thread in one of the barrels. I'm going to put that in our little inventory. Let's talk to Marta. You see a blockish woman dressed in a heavy burlap robe. She lumbers about the room, her joints popping as she bends over to pick up objects from the various tables. Her hair is bound back from her head with a bone hairpin, and she has a sour, curd-faced expression. She is mumbling to herself in a sing-song voice. Greetings. The woman doesn't appear to hear you. Instead, she stumbles back to one of the long tables and begins to picking at one of the corpses. Come on now, she clicks her teeth. Don't be all difficult on Marta. He's being difficult, isn't he? Marta? Yes, he is. Watch what she's do Oh, wait. I was gonna I wanted to click watch what she's doing. But then I clicked ignore Marta on accident. Greetings, Marta. Watch what she's doing. I'm gonna use the number keys now. From what you can see, it looks like she's digging teeth out of the corpse's mouth with only her hands and fingernails. When that doesn't work, she pulls out a splintered wooden chisel and a small mallet and thwacks at the gums until the teeth snaps free. Until the tooth snaps free, then puts it into a bag at her waist. Uh, what are you doing? Marta leaps away from the corpse, startled, and gives a piercing shriek. Ah! She catches her breath and hisses angrily at the corpse at the table. If dead you were not, you might have said something earlier. False corpse. Nasty corpse. Yes, have you no shame? Uh, I am the... I can throw my voice. Uh, but I'm guessing that counts as chaotic. So I'm... I'm gonna say, I'm the one who spoke, not the corpse. Marta squints and turns. Eh? How'd you get over there so fastest? She mumbles to herself. Marta, how did he do that? No glimmer, no glimmer. This grave bit's blind and near death. That's more. Marta is still mumbling to herself something about corpses and gratitude, which you don't quite catch. Who are you? My journal. Marta, did this one ask who I was? Aye, he did, he did. She starts humming. Nobody but mine. I am Marta. Marta the seamstress. Hmm. Marta the seamstress. Marta the seamstress. She turns away, back to the corpse, singing her name to herself. What are you doing? Marta turns back to the corpse with a huff. I'm trying to get this Burke to give up his stitches and his teeth and he didn't recuperating. No. She wags her finger as if lecturing a small child. Stubborn as stone, isn't he, Marta? She pouts. Yes. Yes, he is. Stitches and teethsies? What are you talking about? Gotta pull the stitches out. The teethsies. Eh, Marta, perhaps you could give me a hand. I have been giving you a hand, old Patty. No needs to take that tone with me. Pulling out the stitches and teethsies, yes. And the thingies inside. Things inside? 
I think she means organs. I hope she means organs. Things! Mort turns to Marta. Yeah, thingies. Then he turns to you. It's all semantics. Marta, why are you pulling out the corpse's teeth and Updated stitches? my journal. Put them aside, Marta. That's what I does here. She scratches her head. Hi, Marta, we do. Stitchy thread and teethsies are precious. Can be turned into jink-jink. Strip the corpses we bring you, they tell Marta. Pull out teethsies, stitches, things inside the corpse. Strip them cold, and then we'll sell them to the dusties. Sell the corpses to the dusties? Marta frowns. Did we not say we'd be selling them, Marta? Her frown deepens. Then she shakes her head. Aye, Marta, we did. Dusties buy bodies, but we takes all we can first. Who tells you to strip the corpses? Fat-faced gimme pig Quint and the other crutch hobble hobble crutch. Farod, farod. Isn't that right, Marta? She gives a queer smile and nods. Aye, it is, Marta. Farod, where is he? Marta shrugs. Where's Farod, this one asks. He's here, Marta, isn't he? She nods. Aye, Farod's here's Marta. One of the buildings here he is. Uh, what do they do with the things you dig out of the corpses? Sell. Sell for Chinese. I see. Can I ask you some other questions? Uh, well, friends. Friends, you know where this is going. Option four. Can you dig in my body and find anything? That's right. Nameless One is all about body horror. Marta squints at you. Hmm, the nods. Marta can do that, can't you, Marta? Yes, you can. I am not going to watch this, says Mort. Where? Where? Marta is studying you, as if looking for the best place to crack you open. Um, let's see. The intestines. Oh, yeah, the intestines are a slot. We had this. That's supposed to be the hint, I guess. Check the intestines. Anything could be lodged in there. We can ask for the stomach, the rib cage, the intestines, the skull. I'm guessing if we say crack open my skull, then we just die and, like, respawn at the start of the room, which would be funny. Um, the stomach. Yeah, the rib cage. Yeah, we're going to go with intestines. You lie upon the table, and Marta stands over you. A rusty knife at the ready. There's a stabbing pain as she slices into your abdomen, then cuts brutally downwards with a saw-like motion, exposing your innards. Despite the pain, you watch in silent, morbid fascination as she plunders your organs, humming to herself. Ah! There's a wrenching pain as Marta lifts up the ropey mass of your intestines, blood and other fluids streaming from it. Look at this, Marta! Look at this! I see, I see! Cut there, cut there! Marta makes a small, deft incision in the side of the intestines, and you hear a ting as something small and metallic strikes the floor. Updated my journal. Gained item, gained item, gained experience 500. Oh, and the ugh is like, that's that's a, the line of Nameless, who's like grunting as his intestines have rings cut out of them. Marta then dumps the soupy mass back into your torso, then reaches down, picks up the object, a ring. It appears, and she flicks it to you. Pretty, pretty, eh, Marta? She nods. Yes, Marta. One shouldn't swallow such a thing. No, no. Thanks. Was there anything else in there? Marta shakes her head. Nothing more. More nothing, eh, Marta? Should we try someplace else? Oh. I... I don't... I don't think that we need to. Yeah, guide says we can only do intestines. Nothing, nothing else. 
Oh boy. So when 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 the intestines made that sort of when she just dropped them all, she didn't drop them back inside of us. Our intestines are now an item in our inventory. How gross. You got a twisted ring plus one to armor class. I guess we'll wear our twisted ring and the ring of the traveler that we were wearing can go on deck on. Whose AC now goes down to one. Good work, deck on. Um, oh, the twisted ring looks like three rings have been wrapped around each other. Just looking at it makes you dizzy. That's fun. Okay. Well, we got our intestines and a ring. Oh. I guess if we talk to Marta, we, we can do a shop. We can buy and sell. I have some questions for you, Marta. Can I buy some needle and thread from you? She seems confused. Bye, Jink Jink. Aren't you here to pick some up? That's what you're here for, ain't you? To pick up the thread, bones, rattling TCs? Uh, no, I'm not here to pick them up, but I'll buy some from you. She stares at the coins in your hand, as if not sure what to make of them. Shiny, shinies, shine, she frowns. What did they want again, Marta? She mumbles. Marta, Marta, what did they want? Can I see what you have? Um. Oh. Oh, there's a glass eye. Okay, if minus one to attack and damage. That's a real winner there. Teeth of the Viper. They're two to seven piercing, enchanted plus one, poisonous target, immune to target is, uh, or wearer is immune to poison. The Teeth of the Viper are tempting, but they're 900 gold, and we already have a plus one weapon. Two to seven piercing... And, uh, I believe Mort's, Mort's teeth are one to six crushing. So, one to six with plus one. So, it inflicts poison and makes him immune to poison. I don't know that he ever gets immune, uh, that he ever gets poisoned. But inflicting poison would be kind of neat. Um, but I don't think we need it for 900 gold. Um, let's see. So we're going to delete that bit there. Okay. So we're going to find a quince poison charm. Hmm. Cure various types of poisons. All right. Uh, maybe poisons are important in this area. He's at 25.9. Uh, let's find Quint. Entrance to Farod's Court, Quint's shop. Let's go into Quint's shop. Hello, Quint. You see a short, fat-faced man who's covered in filth and grime. He smells bad and his teeth are rotten. He wheezes as he, as he looks you up and down and says, I'm Quint. You new? Uh, yes. Looks at you suspiciously. You selling or trading? Huh? Uh... Trading. His eyes narrow even further. Dealing, heh? With me? Or everybody? Burke? Which? Heh? Uh. With everyone. His face turns bright red. Pike off, Burke! Get, get! This keeps mine! I got first claims! You got no claim! I'll have Farad gut you like a fish! Simmer down, I'll trade with just you. 
Some of the color leaves his face. All right, huh? He wipes the sweat off his brow. You want to trade, huh? Yeah, let's trade. Okay. Uh. So the dirty rat charms. So the cranium rat tails are worth are what we're taking to the uh, exterminator's office. But dirty rat charms are different. And. Uh, what do these cranium rat charms do? Oh, cranium rat charms, also useless. Bronze rings, copper earrings, bronze bracelets are worth 420 each. What? Oh, they're worth 60 each and I'm selling seven, so it says 120. That sounds more reasonable. Charm of Enrique, gold rings, silver earrings, scroll of armor, sadistic frame. Uh... Let's just check if there's anything in his inventory that we'd want to buy. Angleless eye. At first glance, this eye seems like a poor place for your real one. However, when it's certain to them, the eye socket facing inwards, its power awakens. Uh, although the eye wear dulls the wearer to colors and sights, it increases awareness of angles and shapes, giving the wearer greater accuracy with weapons and giving him a greater chance of dodging incoming missile attacks. Furthermore, mechanical traps swap Stand out to the wearer's vision, making it easier to spot and disarm them. The user becomes more vulnerable to crushing attacks, however. Some of the fragility of the glass eye seems to be transferred to the wearer. So, armor class is worse versus crushing attacks. Improves versus missile attacks. We get detect traps, and we get plus one to attack. That's for 600 gold. Uh, we can get a wand of magic missile. A divine sensor. Oh, cast raised dead. <laughs> it's a wand of raised dead. So I'm interested in this angleless eye. Most people don't do crushing attacks. Um. Yeah, I'll probably that sell that. So so that's gonna cost us six hundred. All these items that we're selling off more are twenty one forty. So now we're rich as heck. Uh, the Obsidian Earring gives 10% stealth skill bonus. We're going to sell that. We're not really going to use the stealth skill that much. Uh, Angleless Eye. We could steal it. Uh, or that is, the ability exists to steal it. I don't think that we could. Um... Uh, I always feel nervous buying magic items. But we got 69,000. Nice. Uh, gold. Or 6,900 gold. So we can spend 600 of it. Surely. Oh. So the angleless eye doesn't go over top of the standard eyeball. It, like, swaps with the standard eyeball. Eyes cannot be removed, only switched. So I have to wear, I have to keep the standard eyeball in my inventory if I want to be able to remove this angleless eye eventually. And I do. I I think that I think that we want to. I think that we want to be able to do that. I th I thought that the intestines were in my chest. Oh, I guess they were in my chest before. Uh, okay. Let's see. 
Quint looks you over. What do you want? Hatch How do I give you this thing called Quint's Charm? Tell me about this place. This hey, in the village. The Davos paved it over one day, long ago. Forgot about it. Collectors to get out while looking for Jink in the Rag Mountains. Me? I stumble across while dealing with the collectors. He waggles his eyebrows. Good place to make some Jink, eh? Dead's good for business. Alright. Um, Tell me about some of the other people here. Farod. Like who? Farod. Old Stuttercrutch, eh? He sets up this place. He's Lord of the Lane. He set me up with deal, eh? Some of the others. Oh, I guess I don't know anyone else that I could ask him about right now. What are you doing? Waiting for Marta and Farrod to give me the goods. Uh, ooh, Marta? Heh, <laughs> Marta one to steer clear of. Barmy seamstress. She picks up all the teeth and corpses and thread bits out of the bodies. Gives it to me, I peddle the crap up all for other stuff. I had some other questions. Tell about yourself again. Quint, sell and buy. Got it all? You want? Or you want maybe a job from me? Job from me? Hey? Oh, what sort of job? Gris? Heh. Gris the Vulture called him. Left a fortnight ago, this past few peaks. Nobody's seen him hear him since. Catacombs probably got him. Lots of things in dark places down there. Heh. Not fortunate that Gris be in the dead book. Good collector. Heh. Black heart. Got sharp nose. Got sharp nose for new crypts. Also got something of mine. Find him and get it back. You get paid. Heh. Give you Jink and deal on him, Jink. Uh, show him the charm you found by Marta's house. Oh, this thing? My journal. You pass the object to him and he caresses it, looking it over carefully for nicks and scratches. Done your part. Heh, I do mine. He passes you a bag full of that jingles heavily with coin. We be quits now. You need anything? Talk to Quint. Heh. Farewell, Quint. So it says I got I 250 copper. Um, That was 600 for the... Um... The angleless eye, so that's that's paying for itself. Um, we leveled up. Oh yeah, so so we gained a level and we got a weapon for efficiency point. So that's cool. Uh, fighting skills have improved. A characteristic point is gained and ten hit points gained. So our charisma. We need it to be sixteen eventually, but we can put on. We can put on a tattoo of bonus charisma for occasionally when we need to have high charisma. So I think we're going to start pointing in to Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. <laughs> 7,500 for turning in that charm thing. That's a whole bunch. Let's see. Talk to Q-Yin. Radin? Uh-oh. The hive thugs have... The village thugs have decided that we are their enemy. So... We're gonna go woo-fei on their ass. Die. Die. Y'all ever watch Gundam Wing? I think, I think many of the people listening to the show are of the demographic where you would have watched Gundam Wing. And uh, 2014. Ah. Kuyin. You see a drab man with a perfectly moon-shaped face. Does that mean circular? I don't know. Um. He looks at you without expression and does not speak. He looks as though his voice would be as flat as a meadow. Interesting. 
Greetings, I was hoping you could answer a few questions for me. What do you wish to know? Tell me of yourself. I once lived in a land of metal machines and doors that opened at a word. I dream of the pristine metal cities and the empty shells that are our people. I had a number and a name there, and now I have neither. Like all my kind, they are all I have. They are all I have, and I had my own all my life. They were stolen from me. Without them I am nothing. I request your aid. Uh, who has your name and number? The one who used to be Radine. She stole them from me. I offered her the shelter of my name and number, and she stole them from me. They are mine, lawfully and by right. Find her. She is in this village. Uh, I'll see what I can do. So we saw Radine. Yeah, we saw Radine down here. You see a woman with a lined face and drab clothing. Her eyes are far away, and there seems to be a new vitality rising up under her skin, as if she'd been given a new life. There is a patterned tattoo around her neck. She starts when you speak to her. Hey, what do you want? I just wanted to ask you some questions. Mayhap I got answers for you, mayhap I don't. Tell me about that tattoo. This squirmy thing! It's an identifying number. It's my number, given to me by a kind man who saw me cold without the protection of numbers to back me up. Now I got it, and I'm happier than I ever was before. Interesting. How does it work? Safety in numbers. And with safety comes warmth. And with warmth comes comfort. Numbers can do it all for you, dearie, as long as you respect their power. The man who gave you the number wants it back now. Her voice grows shrill. Well, he can't have them. He offered them to me, and I kept them. He never said nothing about no loan of them, and he never said he needed them back. He ain't getting them. You can go tell him so. He really needs a name. You can tell him well, he can have mine. The name Radine should be good enough for anyone. If it wasn't good enough for you, why should it suffice for him? It's a world of difference between growing up in a, in a name and having someone else's, dearie. A new attitude behind an old name can change it all. See what I've done with this one? Very well, I'll talk to him about it. Alright, so Kuyin is going to be named Radine. Maybe. Have you located the woman with my name and number? She will tell you she won the name from me, but she did not. She stole it. I require my name and number. She is in the village somewhere. I have. She didn't want to give it up. He pales for a moment. She must. They are mine. She stole them from me. I request your assistance. You're getting it. I require assistance. Any assistance you can give me will be remembered with gratitude. Please help. Hmm. I can I can ask him more questions or say farewell. So apparently this didn't solve the situation. Um. All right, we'll talk to Radine again. She looks blank at you as you return, and then shakes herself out of her daze. As she does, the tattoo around her neck squirms. You'll get an A cutter. I tell you, I won't give you the name and number back. Tell you what. Using this name and numbers increase me fortunes. I'll pay good money for it, and he can buy himself a new one. How's that? I don't think that'll cut it. Give me the name and number. How about a nice 20 coins? That should tie the weird ear over till he can get a new set, eh? Be a deer and go ask if that'll be what he wants. Uh, I can say just give me the name and number or I'll have to rip it out of you. That's a little rough. Fine, I'll go check with him. I don't... There's a lot of going back and forth here. <clears throat> Alright, talk to Kuyin. She's offered money for them. 
No money can buy a name. No mon amount can buy a number. Coin is scant consol consolation for identity. Surely you can understand. Yes, I can. I'll do what I can. Farewell. Okay. Her face crumples as she sees you again. He has refused again, hasn't he? And sure you've come to take back what's rightfully mine. Rightfully yours. You have no right to that name and number. You stole it. Uh, you don't need a number to live. He does. Even if it hurts you, you have to give it up. It'll be better for both of you in the long run. Hmm. You don't need his kind of number to live. Make your own number if you need one to keep you warm. I like that option. I'm going to ask her to make her own number. I suppose you're right. I've been a bad person. Sure I have. And I can't keep this. Here. She peels the rippling tattoo from around her neck and hands it to you. She shivers as she does so. And you can tell him his name now. He was and will be Ku Yin. Now let me go. Here's some jink for your trouble. Buy something to keep you warm. My thanks, Cutter. She pockets the money. Looks to her looking more drab in the moment as she as the magic of the tattoo leaves her. It would be best for me to keep uh to be leaving here then. And with the aid of the jank you gave me, mayhap we'll meet again under happier circumstances for the both of us. Don't steal any more names, Radine. Farewell. Alright, so we bought it off her in the end. And that's that's fair. Uh the despondent man looks up at you. A uh, glimmer of hope in his eyes, yet he speaks as emotionlessly as ever. Uh, has she given it to you, etc., etc.? Yes, she has. May I have them? Let's see. Yes, your name is Ku Yin, and take your number. I thank you for my name and number. Yes. Ku Yin, yes. But no, I now realize I no longer require a number here. I will find myself a new number if necessary. I give you my old number. It can help you. It is a mantle of law. It's protection. Do you accept it? Uh, yes. Let it warm you. Trust in it. It will protect you. Farewell. Eh, farewell. Um, so we have the number of Ku Yin. Protection from chaotic creatures. Uh, I'm going to put this on Dakon. I feel like Oh my gosh. It gives it changes his AC from one to negative one. It changes it's it doesn't say that um it's giving me giving plus two to AC, but it sure appears to give plus two to AC. Let's see. If I go to the tattoos page. Um there's a whole bunch. The number of Ku Yin. Equipped effect. Protection from chaotic creatures and plus two to AC. Alright. So AC is down to five. Nameless one. You're almost being protected. Um someday we'll put that tattoo on on Dakon. Because it will become more important. Uh, as our constitution goes up. Our hit points will get crazy high, and our regeneration will be pretty fast, and it won't be as important to protect Nameless. But Dakon, we always want Dakon to be in the best of health. But right now, his AC is 1, and Nameless's AC is uh, 5, so... Um, cool. 
Um, it doesn't say what the number is, though. Oh, well. Uhir. There's someone named Uhir. I think. Aha! Here's Uhir. Oh. Let's talk to Uhir. This sour-faced, middle-aged man starts when you approach him and reaches for his belt. Finding no weapon there, he simply backs away from you. You can see that beneath the collector's robes, his lower legs and forearms are swathed in filth-encrusted bandages. What you want? Just answers to some questions. He nods, but says nothing. You covered in bandages. What happened to you? Eh, well, I got a bit up, bit by a ghoul down below while I was looking about for stuff to sell off. Down below? He nods his head. Down in the catacombs, where all the debtors is. So you going down there any time? Perhaps. Why? Because I lost my lucky knife. He grunts angrily, stomping his foot. Yeah. He's been with me for years, right here. He points to an empty sheath on his belt. What happened to it? He's poking around in the catacombs below and ran smack into a ghoul. Must have been a straggler, because there's usually more than one. He bit at me face, so I was covered up with my arms and stabbed it in the eyes. It dropped and bit at me leg for a while before I shaked the piker off and made it back up here. Quite a story. I'll bring back your knife if I I'll see it down there. Journal. Would ya? I'd be grateful, so I would. It's got me name carved into the handle. I'll take my leave now. Farewell. Alright, so we're gonna find... Uhir's knife at some point, presumably. Uh... So one area is called Gateway to the Weeping Stone Catacombs. One area is called Entrance to Farad's Court. So I think we're going to um, go into Farad's Court. No, they just let us walk in. The guards don't bug us or anything. I'm going to extra quick save, even though we, we walked through a door. So that saves. We're also going to quick save. I see Farad. There's no one else in here. None of the no boxes or anything to pick items out of. Well, just Farad. Before you is an elderly man leaning heavily upon a crutch. His left leg is twisted as if he tried to walk two directions at once and paid the price. His maggoty colored skin is bunched heavily upon his skull and is flecked with liver spots. He is mumbling and smacking his lips as his eyes make a circuit of the room. Updated my journal. Greetings. Aha! The man's eyes light up as he hears your voice. Tisn't my steady crop of jink come to Farad's waiting's arms again. Greetings, corpse. He smiles a wicked grin. Have you come to ask Farad for another jaunt into the mortuary walls? Hmm. I can say Farad I've come for information. I've been told you know something about me. He can say no, I'm here to ask you some questions that only you can answer. I can say yes, Farad, I've returned. Are the arrangements all in order? I'm not very deceptive. I'm going to say I've come for information. Actually, I'm going to say... No, I'm here to ask you some questions that only you can answer. That's what I'm going to say. He studies you, mumbling slightly as his eyes flicker up and down for a frame. Tis a murmur's fair, corpse. No time for games, no time for Farad to play the wheel. Who are you? Why are you asking such questions for? Truth, I forgot myself and I was told to seek you out, that you would know something of me. Eh? Farad looks his lips. They make a rasping sound, like dry parchment on sand. Now who told you such a thing, corpse? Well, no one told me exactly. There were these tattoos on my back. They told me to seek you out, if I ever forgot myself. 
Ah, so little said, so much told. Farad falls silent, and suddenly you have a feeling that Farad is dissecting you like a corpse on a mortuary slab. I know much you would know, much, yes, much indeed. Farad smiles slowly, the folds of flesh in his face, peeling back like a curtain. What do you know of me? Farad licks his lips, then settles himself upon the crutch like a vulture. No, no, not free, the questions you ask. His pasty white hands tap the edge of his crutch. Much I can tell you, but the telling has a cost. Go on, Farad. Farad taps the flagstones with his crutch and sneers. This village is not all that lies buried beneath Ratpicker Square. Yes. Chambers, vaults, corridors filled with the dead, all asleep in their coffins. Somewhere in those halls, somewhere there, lies something misplaced, something mine. What is it? A small thing, a trinket, such a trifle. As Farad speaks, his words start echoing as if two people were speaking. You know you've heard them before from your own lips. I can say what he's saying as he's saying it, or I can remain silent and listen. I'm going to remain silent and listen. A small thing, a trinket, such a trifle. Farad turns away as if embarrassed, but his voice sharpens like a knife. A sphere, bronze, ugly. Feels like an egg, but isn't. Has the stink of custard about it. Fetch it for me. Such a small favor. Then a favor will I do for you, corpse. Do you know where the sphere is? Ah! Farad sighs like shifting sand. And why do you suppose I ask you to look for it, corpse? I do not know where it is. I know where it is buried, deep, far deeper than any villager has ever gone. Farad sks. It may be in the catacombs where the waters run deep, deep, I can say, why don't you want one of your collectors to search for it? But, like, I, that's obvious. I want to say, very well, I'll do it, but I want to know what I'm buying with this trinket. It's a lot of knowing rattling around in my brain box, corpse. He holds up a withered finger. One of them is this bit of wisdom. Everyone wants something. Whether they know it or not, there's not... There is much I know about you. Much that you would want to know. Ah... <sighs> Whoa, I can say I can't you I doubt you can tell me anything of value, Farad, but that's probably false. Very well, I will see about finding a sphere for you in exchange for what you know. That's what I'm gonna pick. But then also we can say, truth, maybe you should tell me what you know, Farad, or I'll pen your name in the dead book with your blood. So we can just murder him. Oh no, I clicked it! Oh no! Oh no, I didn't mean to click it. Uh updated my journal. I'm gonna have to load the game now because I'm a dummy. Well, well, now I'm just gonna go and just gonna go and agree real fast. Updated my journal. Greetings. Uh, uh, no one told me exactly. What do you know of me? Go on. Yes. What is it? It's a sphere. Do you know where the sphere is? Very well. Very well. I will see about finding a sphere for you in exchange for what you know. Very well. A deal struck, a deal made. Farad cracks his crutch sharply against the flagstone. A sphere for a peek inside my brain box. Now, corpse, there is no time to waste. Go to the gate of the south and east and tell those slumbering fools to open it for you. Make haste, make haste. Uh, very well, I'll go to the gate now and enter the catacombs. Um, 
I'm going to leave this room. There's like no one else in the room. I'm gone. He's not even like a like an attendant for this old man. Make sure he doesn't fall over and kill himself. Oh, the door is locked. I guess we gotta talk to the guard. Can't talk to that guard. Can't talk to this guard. Oh, this guy's named Bar. He's a guard with a name. See a massive human dressed in cast-off patchwork clothing and reeking of old ale. He's truly large. It's obvious he was chosen for this job for his brawn, not his brains. What do you want? Frog gave me leave to go down to the catacombs. I need you to open the gate. Swings open the gates. And get going, Bark. Don't waste our time. All right. Oh, I see a cranium rat. See if I can chase it down before it meets any other cranium rats. Oops. There we go. Right. These skeletons don't appear to have been hurled from sarcophagi. They look as though they were fighting and have been cut down. Okay, so we're finding old, like, skeletons of old people that have been here before. Oh, there's a ghoul. Let's fight that ghoul. Did we get anything? Oh, the ghoul has coppers. There's, like, no cool bits or whatever. Gained experience 175. That's good. Hmm. There's a bunch of doors. Hmm. There's a bunch of little chests. Antler axe, copper commons. Found a gold ring. Oh, there's a cranium rat. Don't want him getting away. Oh no, there's a whole bunch of cranium rats. Oh crap. There's like ten cranium rats here. They're gonna start casting spells. Whoa! There's like a lightning cast ball lightning on Mort. Oh crap. Mort's down to 23 out of a 60 hit points. Swarm curse. Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh crap. Get out of here. No, wait, there's one more rat. Die. Alright, now run away from the swarm. Oh crap, the swarms are like stuck on us. Okay, well, we're just gonna have to endure it. I guess it's just a damage over time effect. Damage over time effect with the sound of bees. That's not the worst. We did get a bunch of rat tails. I mean, if things if these things are worth even like ten each, we're gonna be doing pretty well. Uh what's a little urn? Tears of sorrow. Invokes Elysium's tears. All the rage and anguish of this person's senseless death in battle are contained in this bottle. By throwing the bottle at an enemy, their wrath can be unleashed. Well, that's neat. Um. Okay. Well, we didn't do... We're, like, barely into the area. Crypt of the Embraced. Shattered Crypt. Warrens of Thought. Let's, let's explore the rest of this map so that we can see all the areas we can go to. 
But, uh, oh, there's were-rats. At least we can hurt were-rats. I know that it's it's a problem if you don't have any magic weapons. You can't do, uh... A were you can get were-rat skulls. I don't think I'm going to keep the were-rat skulls. But I'm just going to, like, keep in mind that there are were-rat skulls to be had. Let's just explore this first level, see what all the other areas are called. And then I'm going to call it quits for now, because we're getting up on a three-hour session. Hmm. Dead body. This corpse lies motionless. No amount of prodding or poking induces it to do nothing. I guess it's not a zombie, then. Oh, that's weird. You can go up and fiddle with one of the corpses. Magic resistance three. There's a bunch of corpses all over the ground. Oh. Die. Hmm. These zombies do not appear to be uh much experience. Serve sixty-five. It's not exciting. Remember that we need thousands and thousands of experience at this point. Got some rags, a bandages, a skull. Embalming fluid and bandages. This is some sort of uh, workshop, or it's like a it's like a dustman workshop down here. A little backup mortuary or something. Uh, ooh, there's another urn. Nothing in there. A lesser varguel. This looks like a bat. Oh boy, there's a lot of these guys, and they're 200 experience each. That's good. Oh boy, I don't like how many of them there are. They're not actually hitting us that much, so maybe that's not so bad. A Varguel is, um, it's not like a bat. It's actually, like, if you look at the art in the monster manual, it's, um, basically a human head with bat wings coming out of it, and then, like, there, it's, it's an undead monster, and if it bites you, it will give you Varguel disease, and then you will turn into a Varguel like a day later, and your head, like, y your head grows wings, and the rest of your body falls off, and your head just starts flying around and being a Varguel. Oh. Uh, oh, uh, so it opened a dialogue box just as I walked down the hallway past a, sort of a, a statue face carved onto the wall, and it says, Glive. As you pass one of the twisted stone faces in the wall, it calls out to you in a creaking voice that sounds like the shifting of boulders. Immortal, regard me. I am Glive. I would have words with you. Uh, how did you know I'm immortal? I see a burning purpose within your shell. I see many things in the falling dust of these tunnels. You lack something essential that keeps you from death's sweet embrace. Well, what did you want to say to me? Listen, this place holds much danger for you. Treachery awaits you on the surface, and your way is long and winding. At the end, you will find what you have sought, but you may not want it then. Are you some sort of oracle? Oracle? No, I observe. That is all. Uh, okay, maybe you could have some answer some questions. Uh, tell me of yourself. What did you? How did you come to be in this situation? I was once a respectful leader of my community in the lower ward. A petty lord sought to increase his power at the expense of my people, my friends, my relatives, and friends. I spoke against him. And then what? 
And then he captured us one by one and bound our spirits and senses into these screaming faces under the ditch where all the filth and sigle comes eventually. And then he let the polluted waters above flow through our mouths and noses and eyes. Oh, that's... Wow! You can do things that are so much worse with magic than you can do with technology. Actually, I don't know. I'm thinking of the only thing that's similar is in uh, Consider Phlebas. And uh, in the Culture Universe, you could probably do something like this. I don't know. Is there anything I can do to help? I am cursed to remain here until fresh water passes my lips. There is a magical flask of water in the drowned nations. Bring it to me and give me a taste of it, and I shall tell you of someone who can help you unlock its full potential, and you shall never lack for water again. Uh, I see. Well, actually, I can say where is this flask. My journal. I do not know. There was an artist named Chad who frequented these tunnels, and he knew. Find him and he may tell you. Uh, and how do I get there? Through the dead nations, where the dead walk and rule, or through the warrens of thought, where many as one holds sway, neither is without its risks. So dead nations, or many as one, we can get to the drowned nations. Got it. Um, leg bone club, skull, let's check this urn. Uh, I like, I like it. I like the, the, the statue. Or not statue. This this wall. Oh boy, that's a lot of lesser virgules. Like this wall monster. That. Uh... Okay, come on, come on. Hit the virgules. That's a. It's a. It's a wild curse. Cursed to to be a sewer pipe. Hey, you got one of them shamanistic rods. Got ten charges. I don't know that we'll. Let's see. So back to the buried village, crypt of the embraced, shattered crypt, warrens of thought, dead nations, Glive, the face in stone. Mosaic Crypt, Crypt of Dismemberment. Alright, we're gonna go back to the Buried Village for now, and then we'll rest. But, it's nice to see that we have all of the, um, the rest of the party. It's nice to see that we have all the exits revealed. You have rested one day and 16 hours. Going to quick save, and then I'm gonna hard save. Um, wait, no, uh, new save. Here we go. Uh, two, zero, two, one, zero, one, one, four. I'll call it. I'll just go by the date. That's fine. All right, friends. Um, good, good times. This is... Yeah.